Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined by my guest, Jane McGrath, hey, staff writer here. How's it going, Jane? Good, how are you? Good. I have to tell you, Jane, I'm so glad you're here. I have a pretty contentious topic to deal with today. Swing states. And you may call them battleground states, or you may call them purple states, and that's because they bleed both red and blue, but no matter what you call them, tension is high there. That's right, and you notice the news probably lately, it's all about McCain or Obama in one particular state or another, and those states aren't random. No, you're right. They're incredibly deliberate. And we've talked a bit before in another podcast about the Electoral College, but it's worth mentioning again just to bring you guys up to speed about why these swing states are so important. And the Electoral College essentially has created an indirect voting system in the United States. That's right. And you, when you vote for McCain or Obama or whoever you vote for in the voting booth, it's not actually directly going towards uh, the count towards those president, those um, that candidate. Rather, it goes towards an electoral vote. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. And all states follow this policy except for Maine and Nebraska, and they have a district system. And this is a little bit more complicated. But essentially what happens here is that two of their electoral votes go for the popular vote statewide, Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the electoral votes represent the popular vote in each different congressional district. And there's been talk before about applying that system to the whole United States, but it hasn't happened yet. So, for now, when you vote, you're voting for an electoral vote, which is voting for the president, and it takes a majority of 270 electoral votes to win. That's right. And it seems kind of interesting because uh, America likes to pride itself on democracy. Whereas if you look at it, uh, someone voting in a swing state, for instance, might seem to their vote count more than if you were if you were living in a safe state. Seems sort of anti-democratic to some people. Yeah. And you may want to explain a little bit more about safe states for everybody out there. I think that there's a popular misconception that if you live in a safe state that's Republican and you Mm -hmm. vote Democrat, then you've just negated your voice. Yeah, it's not really true because, you know, swing states can always change. If you look at the last election and this election, there's a lot more swing states, it looks like now. And uh, also the uh, the idea of reapportionment, whenever there's a census done, uh, you know, the, the number of electoral votes could shift. And so, you know, the state you live in could be generations and generations to vote for Republican. And then all of a sudden, this election, it's more of a swing state. And I think that there are about nine states that in the past 10 years have voted Republican each time. And then there's five mm-hmm. states that have a really strong Democratic showing consistently. But it doesn't always depend on tradition. There's any number of factor that could persuade a state to go a different way. Um, take North Carolina, for instance, back in the Cary Edwards ticket. People were kind of worried that North Carolina wouldn't go red again because Edwards was from North Carolina. And they thought that the Republicans there could be persuaded to vote Democrat to oh, support yeah. Edwards. Okay, yeah. And it's interesting if you look at this uh, this election, you look at Colorado, for instance. It, it's typically Republican. But if you notice, the Democrats actually held their convention there this year. And, and that wasn't an accident. It's because it's, it's getting a little bit more purple. And whether the issues and the population change, it, uh, it's always always up for grabs. 
And just to clarify, if you're trying to envision a map of the United States and you're trying to look at which states could be red or blue or purple, primarily Republican safe states are in the south and the plains areas, and Democrats are more concentrated in the northeast, along the Pacific coast, and the upper Midwest. And that can be deceptive because it might look like the most of the United States is going red for Republicans, whereas those states tend to be less populated than, exactly. than the Democrat states. Yes. We've got to remember population. That is such a big deal. And that's why you typically don't see the candidates going to states with small populations. That's true. The, whether it's a swing state might not matter if that state happens to have only three electoral votes, for instance. Precisely. Now, sometimes, you know, they'll go where the money is. And if there's a lot that's of money true. coming from that state, yeah. they'll get down there, they'll kiss some babies, mm-hmm. they'll shake some hands, they'll eat some barbecue and, yeah. then, and then take off. And we had mentioned before that there is such a careful and calculated strategy that candidates have to use when picking which states to visit. And I don't use calculated to have a negative connotation. I mean calculated to make you guys think about the fact that there's tons of political analysts out there, you know, crunching numbers and working for these campaigns and deciding where they need to spend their time and focus their energy. And this election has been so strange because, like you said, Jane, there's some states this year that aren't so safe anymore. Yeah, it's true. And it's really uh, making them rattled. (laughs) It is. And there's been a lot of jabs thrown from these particular states. You know, Mm -hmm. one candidate spends a day there and seems to gain some ground, and then he leaves and someone else comes in, and there's some new shakeup. So in the 2008 election, things are looking a little bit shifty. We're not quite sure how it's going to play out. But if we look back at elections of the past, we can see how some of these calculations may or may not have worked in the candidate's favor. And sometimes when these candidates are on the campaign trail, they make promises that don't exactly pan out. That's true. If you look back at the election of 1960, um, Nixon was battling it out with Kennedy at the time. And... Uh, he and Nixon actually uh, pledged to visit every single state to campaign in every one. And, you know, it's nice in theory. It's 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 nice to hear that, that a, a candidate cares about everyone. But as you and I probably realize, uh, the uh, it didn't turn out as well as he planned. And it ended up being a big waste of time, actually, because <laughs> because there are lots of states that he visited that he didn't have to, like states that were solid for Kennedy or states that were solid for himself. They were just a, a waste of his campaigning time. And he ended up spending the last uh, weekend before the election in Alaska, which, you know, it it actually was kind of a battleground state at the time, but it didn't have a lot of electoral votes, and and he did end up winning the state, but he lost the election. That's too bad. Yeah. I I admire his his initiative there. (laughs) Again, it seemed like a good idea in theory. And, you know, that's what's so funny about these swing states is you just never know. Like, one of the most famous cases that is in our very recent U.S. history is the 2000 election. Mm-hmm. And we look at what happened with Florida. And, um, gosh, you know, that came down to 537 votes. Wow. That's 0.01%. Isn't that crazy? It's boggling. And yeah. a lot of these swing states, they operate on a margin of about 0.1%. But mm-hmm. 0.01, that's kind of unbelievable. It is. Yeah. And this year, there's so many more uh, factors in the equation that are influencing people one way or the other. Something that's come up pretty recently is this voter purge. And what's going on here is that um, there's a lot of names being deleted from the voter registry. And whether that's because they think that someone has, has been 
uh, has been deceased. And whether that's because <laughs> a person is thought to have died or has moved to another state or his or her name no longer matches up with what's in the registry or this person's been declared unfit to vote for whatever reason, these people, they're not always being informed ahead of time. So if they're showing up for early voting... Mm-hmm. Some of them are being turned away. And this isn't just happening to a couple hundred or a couple of thousand. It's happening to a couple million. And again, the numbers are showing right now that a lot of these people who are being turned away from polls, they may have been leaning uh, blue. And so we're not sure how that's going to play out in the end with these swing states. Yeah, this voter registration fraud is really mucking everything up, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. And there's a nonpartisan advocacy group called Fair Vote, and they're saying that there's so much anticipated voter turnout for this election that some of the swing states aren't prepared to handle the huge mm. influx of voters. That's really interesting. It's, it's good to hear in a way because, you know, you look back at past elections, I think in 2004, only 64% of the voting age population ended up showing up to the polls. And it's kind of disheartening that so many people seem to not care, you know. But this year, I don't think that's going to be the case. No. And, and analysts are saying that it's likely going to be the swing states that hold the key to the winner of this election. And there were actually three states in the last election that had incredibly close margins. Those were Wisconsin, Iowa, and New Mexico. So for all of our listeners there, make sure you vote. And if you need more information about the candidates, their running mates, the Electoral College, and other stuff relating to politics and government, visit HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. <laughs>